everyone, welcome to Totally Talking Sports. It's episode 42, Thursday the 2nd here. Um, we're all three back in the studio. Um, I think last week went swimmingly well. Um, so we're really excited to bring you guys some interviews very soon. We're working on them. So just stay tuned for those guys. Uh, but hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, doing all right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> your boy got COVID. Uh, I tested on Tuesday. Results came back Wednesday afternoon that I am COVID clear. Um, I had my doctor's appointment today. Doctor still did not clear me though. Really? Um, yeah, with my cough and uh, I'm getting winded. I'm still winded easily. She doesn't want me outside in the smoke yeah, and doing it's, like hard labor. Did she realize that you're just out of shape? Uh, no, no. So I, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I tried to really just maintain that, you know? Right. Um, I still have my, my chest puffed out and my stomach sucked in, so I don't think she saw that I'm just morbidly obese. Um, Perfect. But yeah, no. So, but, but yeah. So she was like, uh, she goes, yeah, no, you, you're still having symptoms and I'm not going to clear you to go work and stuff like that. I was like, fuck. Okay. So money's going to be rough this month Wait, it's gonna be tight. i'm gonna be pinching pennies <laughs> um but i already hit up jeremy and so i'm gonna be working at starbucks next week nice because uh yeah so centos i cannot come back unless i have a doctor's clear note starbucks is just if you're negative so daddy's gonna be making lattes next week again nice. and not switching out the towels but, hey uh, uh, did you tell him thursday nights are off on it uh no no so I'm gonna be uh mid or mids like oh, mid shifts okay. uh, Monday through Friday. Okay. Yeah, we, he's, he's like I don't really need you on the weekends. Um, ideally it's gonna be six to two thirty, six thirty to three. Okay. So you're gonna you be know? working with Jesse again for a couple of days. Yeah yeah so she's like Wednesdays and Saturdays every other Sunday, and I'm gonna be Monday through Friday. So okay. I'll be working with MC again too. So nice. uh, nice, nice. yeah um <clears throat> but other than that, uh yeah dude just. A lot of fucking time at home with the dog and the kitty. So, yeah, what about you, Logan? Uh, I've been good. Work's been good. Just, you know, still getting the hang of everything, getting a lot better. Um, at home, though, uh, I watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, finally. It's been out for two years. Um, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, so, I have a, like, rule that I don't buy movies because I'm not 50. Mm-hmm. Superbox. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I probably should have. So I've just been waiting for this movie for two years to finally be able to rent for $3. <laughs> so it finally came out to be able to rent, so I rented it. On Amazon Prime? Yeah. Rented okay. it, rented it, uh, watched it. Great movie. Watched it with Brittany, and she was like, oh, this is a great pick. And I was like, hey, the new one comes out around Christmas. And she was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, just spitballing. Maybe we watch all of the Marvel movies before it comes out, so we're caught up. And she was like... Yeah, I'm down, which I never expected to happen. Yeah, me and Jesse watched them all the way through once. Gangster. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, this is the life. So I we, we're only like two movies in so far. But right. like I told her, like we we did the math. I was like one every five days. And we, we're, and we're we, yeah, days. we did one. We, we did like one, I think almost one every other day. Yes, yeah, we got it done. I would have been fine with it. We we've essentially been watching like. So we've only we've gotten through well, only the first two, uh, but well, you have that rough rule of where it's one in every five days. Yeah, one every like, five like, days. You know what? But like we Wednesday finished, night, it's like yeah. minimum one every five days. Well, yeah, yeah, let's exactly. just watch a movie. Yeah, we fin- we finished Iron Man, and then like uh, that was like three days ago. And then Brittany was like, "No, we can watch Iron Man too." And that was like yesterday, and I was like, "Okay, we didn't get to it yesterday. We got to it today." We, the second we finished Iron Man two, it was the post credit scene with uh, like Thor's hammer, and she was like, "So we're just gonna." watch right now and i was like well i need to leave in 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so but you know it, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time right now right on, right on. i love that 
Uh, I've been good except for this morning, uh, left for work and uh, went to go get my pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks. Yes. Uh, that is, Mandatory. Oh. it's it's like the sex drink. That's yeah. what I like to call it because it's like sex in your mouth, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there yeah, at the window um, and I go to my Starbucks. So like I'm just kind of catching up with the, the people at my work and, and uh, some dude rear ends me. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there chatting it up and then I'm like, boom. And I'm like, oh. And the guys in the drive-thru are like, you really just get fucking rear-ended in a drive-thru? I'm like, yep. And so I pull forward a little bit, get out of my car. It's some 19-year-old like college kid and he's freaking out. He's sticking his head out the window going, dude, dude, I'll, I'll pull over right after this. Let me get right my coffee. After this. <laughs> right, let me get my coffee. And then I went back to my car. I you know, went around my car and I was like, oh, you're fine. Because like, I mean, he didn't like fucking like slam into yeah, anything yeah, but i was yeah. just i was like no it was, was a drive-through yeah, end yeah yeah i but i kind of wish i was in uniform just kind of intimidate him a little bit <laughs> 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 what the hell is this <laughs> but uh that was my morning uh, so i mean not that bad because nothing happened to my car or anything but like it's just kind of like really dude it's like it's like damn so first off you got rear-ended in a drive-through in a drive-through yeah. and while you're driving a fucking tugboat <laughs> that thing is huge how do you miss that <laughs> no his car was bigger <laughs> was it really yeah oh, it, was, it was like a lifted tacoma all like tricked out because his daddy's rich yeah. i should have been like dude my neck is hurt <laughs> yeah where's that insurance that's why he yeah. freaked out so much yeah he's like yeah. oh my dad's gonna kill yeah. me <laughs> Damn. Uh, other than that, though, uh, I've been good. Going to Boston for the weekend, uh, it's kind of like me and Jesse's kind of like getaway before the wedding since we're not going to take a honeymoon until I get back. Yeah. So we're going to go like whale watching and then just have oh, like a, a sweet date and stuff like that. And So that should be fun. Have you guys been to Boston before? Yeah. Over Christmas. Uh, she's been, I think, a couple times, but I went over Christmas when I was in tech school because that's where she was going to go. So I was like, all right, I guess that's where I'm going. Nice. Um, we had a good time over there. So we're excited. Her, her brother and... Uh, <laughs> Family live up there. Okay, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, why so we Boston, have a house to stay you know? at. We have a house to stay at. Okay, you know, cool. And it's perfect. It's like that's right awesome, on. Dude. It's pretty much like by Cape Cod. Oh. Like it's like an hour away from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no. So it's it's gonna be sweet. Uh, other than that, I've been good. Uh, Kyle, wanna let's hear some sports news that we were not aware that we were, we cared about. Yeah, dude, nothing major today. Only like thirty-two topics. Uh, NFL <laughs> uh, will allow social uh, social justice phrases on helmets this season, mm-hmm. um, which you know, kind of following in suit with every other sport. They did it last year too, I think. Yeah, I thought they did, but they, they came out with the title that said this season, and I was like, "That's interesting." Uh, maybe, maybe it's just like continuing this. I don't know. Yeah, because there was pictures of players with on their stuff, yeah, right? In that, like, I saw an article about it, and the picture they had for the headline was an NFL helmet with a like slogan on it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." I was like, "Oh, so you already have yeah. proof, yeah." Um, and then Kyle Shanahan said, I do not need to announce the 49ers' starting quarterback. Uh, he still is not releasing who will be the starter. I'm sure it's going to be Jimmy G, I and they're going to have a package for Trey Lance, like probably every game. It's going to be it's gonna be like that Taysom Hill situation. Like Obviously, I think Trey Lance is going to be a, He's a better way more complete quarterback than, yeah. than Taysom Hill, but it's going to be that same type of situation yeah, that's right. to, to begin. They have Just to, to give him a little ways. experience while he's still sitting and learning. And, and they have to yeah. find ways to get him in the game. He's too explosive. <laughs> um, and then Cam Newton, obviously, probably the biggest piece of uh, info this last week, um, released by the Patriots. Um, yeah. Still yet to be picked up by another team. Um, I mean, there's no there's no doubt that he will get picked up by somebody. Um, do you guys have any... 
I think, favorites? I think Texans or Ravens. Uh, Ravens is just a backup to Lamar. They run kind of the same system. Like, you know, Lamar's way more shifty that. and way more explosive. But, like, you know, you have, like, a now a power QB running if Lamar gets hurt. Like, you can adjust your scheme to fit it, Cam's needs. And yeah. then Texans just because, like, they don't have anyone. Have no yeah, idea. and that's already an <laughs> offense that is literally set up for Cam. Exactly. Yeah. Well, same. I mean, it could be a different offense now. Yeah, but still a... a Passer, but he's got legs, you know, type of thing. So uh, that would be that would just be wild if he went to the Ravens. Um, I, I don't think I'll go to the Ravens. They they have a young backup quarterback. They like. I know it'd be cool for Lamar to have a mentor, but they have a kid that sits behind Lamar that they really like. Oh, and just yeah, imagine, no, imagine that wildcat. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm just saying that like, I think that's a possibility. I don't. I don't think <laughs> who's throwing it, who's running it, who the fucking they won't know anything that's coming their way. <laughs> Get rid of the fucking back running back. Get rid of fucking what Gus Edwards. Get him out of here and just fucking throw in the two uh, two quarterbacks. Just sliding the Mario to running yeah. back and take it out. Oh, Cam Newton in a running back. He's more of a power runner. And then okay, just boom, slamming go. through the people, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Keith McCants dies at 53, police investigating after the former NFL first-round pick found dead in Florida, supposed drug overdose. Could we interview um, him? Uh, you know what, dude? We could probably shoot a little damn to his family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe an ex-wife. You know, somebody has a grudge at him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, once you said drug overdose, I didn't feel too bad about, yeah. about bringing up that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, college football started today. Well, it started uh, last weekend. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, and no one big played last week, don't get me wrong, but like it started last weekend. I won, I won four dollars and forty five cents. So <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's where you're at. That's where you're at. So okay, so, so who'd you who'd you bet on? Uh UCLA. That's that's penalty. Um I bet on UCLA uh, against Hawaii. Oh yeah, that oh. was an easy game. Hawaii got Hawaii looks horrendous. <clears throat> yeah, the line was like eighteen, I think. Uh they were up by thirty eight at halftime, so well, <laughs> goddamn, yeah, I, I thought it started today. I had no idea that it was already on the no, weekend. No, with were, that, though. Well, yeah, but still, UCLA, I mean, that's still a big name. So they played over the weekend. Um, who, we, who, what other big names or big games? Uh, no one. Fresno played Connecticut. Fresno State won really... <laughs> like 58 nothing. Yeah, it was, Jesus it was bad. Other Christ. than that, it, was, it wasn't anyone special or anything like that. Um, but with that, guys, um, I think next week we bring back the, the betting. Yep. Yes. The betting. Okay, cool. I was thinking about doing it this week, um, but you know, we'll we'll wait on it until next. Oh, week. I can throw. I have a parlay that I'll throw together real quick. Oh, so, I, yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Look at you yeah. guys. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I figured we were gonna start it before NFL started. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I mean, right now we are watching the uh, Utah Weber State game. Um, right now Utah's down uh, three seven. Oh, sorry. We're sorry. We're watching Ohio State versus <laughs> Minnesota seven zero. My bad. Um, and uh, Coastal Carolina beating the shit out of uh, the Citadels. 31 zip. Never heard I think they threw an S on there. Yeah, like the why, why, the why the Citadel? Uh, no, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of, cl- you know, it's just like the same thing, right? Like every football team, there's only like three football teams that don't have an S at the end. So that's just the name of the school instead of Well, right? no, yeah, no, no, I know. So uh, I just kind <laughs> like of took Weber it State. Do you say Weber States or do, like Utah? Do you say Utah's? No, no, I would say the Weber's State. <laughs> <laughs> the Weber's State. Um, but yeah, so uh, obviously, guys, like Tim just said, uh, the betting will be coming back next week. Um, I'm not saying that every single one we did last season was a winner, but I know we had a lot of solid picks last last year. We had a lot of solid picks. Um, it's just like, don't parlay our picks. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Never parlay. We went two for three or three for four every week. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, not one week did we hit all of them. Um, 
NBA, vaccine requirements specific to New York City and San Francisco we enforce for teams in those cities. So players of the New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, and the Golden State Warriors will have to sit out home games if unvaccinated unless there is a medical or religious exemption. Um, so They're all going to claim religious that don't want it. Yeah. No, no, yeah. It's either going to be 100% vaccination or a lot of spiritual people in the next, right. in the next few months. Right. Um, soccer, Cristiano Ronaldo is back at Manchester United wearing his number seven. And we were wrong. Or Yeah, when we were recording last week, the report was Man City. I feel like when I got home from recording, I saw that it had fallen through, and the next morning he was transferred to Man United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Manchester United back with his number seven. Um, he posted a big old thing on Instagram talking about how uh, much he loves that, um, that team and that he's happy to be back, everything like that, so... That'll be uh, nice golden to boot again. incoming. Golden boot, um, and then golf. Tim, I mean, honestly, dude, take it away. This thing is crazy to me. Um, so six hole championship. Playoff, yeah, started. Uh, let, let's start there. Let's start with the six hole playoff between Patrick Cantlay and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, I am ecstatic that Patrick Cantlay got it done. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I watch golf a lot, so I know Patrick. Patrick, I keep on saying Patrick. Patrick Cantlay has it in him. He That's his third win this season, so he's won the most this season on tour, so he deserves to be number one going into the tour championship. And uh, the fact that he outlasted Bryson and just outplayed him and just outputted him, I mean, the putts he was making uh, down the stretch there were just insane. And then seeing Bryson, he had a two-shot lead going into 17 and then a one-shot lead going into 18, and then it was tied after 18. Like, Patrick just fought back after his bogey on 16, and it was just crazy. Um, so super excited, and then also very excited. Tour Championship started today. Um, I haven't looked at the most updated. I'm pretty sure Patrick Cantlay still is uh, in the lead right now. The last time I saw he was like <clears throat> through 17, and he was minus 3 or minus 6. So he was like 16 under or something around there. Yeah, so my, my, he finished off at minus 3 for the day. Minus so he's 13. At, yeah, so he's at minus 13. Um, I forgot about what was being put into place, yeah. and I saw minus 13, and I was like... Yeah. Oh fuck? my fucking god! No, and I also did have a brain fart. I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was looking at work, and I was like, and it, so I, I was scrolling down, and then I was like, Dustin Johnson's plus two for the day, but he's minus one for the tournament. Like, <laughs> yeah, how? Yeah. So and then, and then it hit me. Um, but um, just super excited for the tour championship. Um, I John Rom's playing well right now. Rory McIlroy had a decent morning. A um, little bit of a, a not too shabby afternoon. Couldn't keep it up, but he still finished minus for the tournament. Um, and I just think there's there's so much on the line, man. It's like crazy. No, and how about Matsuyama? Oh, Matsuyama she plus seven fell to apart. finish the day at a plus six. Um, but going back to that dude, John Rom, man. I mean, shooting a minus five on today, so now he's only two back. But dude, the whole fucking starting off with minus ten. I mean, it just. I know we talked about it before. It just it seems so crazy, man. Uh, that's the thing. I think a lot of PGA Tour players are for it, though, because it rewards people for the season. And like I said just a minute ago, Patrick Cantlay, that's it. that was his third win on tour last, uh, last week. He's won the most. He deserves to be the, the front runner for, for the FedEx Cup in my eyes. However, I just think minus 10, and then you got like 27 through 30 going into it, start at even. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they really have no shot. N- not even You know close. what I mean? But I think, I think all 30 should have a shot. I like maybe... The beginner starting at minus five or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, let's go with that and then break it down. And then, like, I don't know, 15 through 30 start at even. And you're only five shots back. And that's, I mean, I, we see it on tour all the time. People come back from five shot, And people 
fall apart with five shot leads. Look at Bryson DeChambeau in the U.S. Open shooting a, a forty on the back. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, and uh, and dude, the way John Rahm's been playing, dude. I mean, he shot what four birdies on the back nine. Um, I think he had eight birdies total for the day, but with two bogeys. Um, just looking unstoppable, dude. Like, he wants you, it. He you, wants you've been it saying it for the last two months. He that wants he's, it bad. He's in this fucking groove where he's playing godly. Um, and even with that little separation between um, him and uh, Patrick, dude, I, John Rom right now is probably my favorite to win the thing. He's, um, he's looking really good. So I, I wouldn't put him as my favorite, but like I'm not going to, you know, you, you guys know me. I used to hate him. I, I put aside my, my hate and just realized, like, you know what? He is in such good form right now. Like, you can't deny that, um, you know, the type of golf he's playing. So, like, he's not my front runner, but I'm not going to be mad if John Rahm wins the FedEx Cup. That's fair. All right. Uh, Little League World Series. After being canceled last summer due to the coronavirus pandemic, the Little League World Series returned for 2021. The kids from Michigan managed to eke out a nervy victory against the team of Ohio um, winning the title five to two. Um, I forgot the kid's name, but one of them had four runs uh, runs batted in um, on a single and a double. He got four people in there. Thirty three. Um, um, so, good <clears throat> shit. Little shout out to Michigan, Tim. What was the team with South the South Dakota? South Dakota. Here's the bullshit with the Lily World Series. Uh, <laughs> I've known this for a while because there was a. It was a. It was like probably like five or six years back that a team from Nevada was in it and like got really far. The way that the Lily World Series works is like it's a big bracket, and when you lose, you go sorry, when you lose, you go into a loser's bracket. Right. And, it's, and then for the losers, it's a, when you get a second loss, you're out. But the winner of the loser's bracket gets into the championship? No, they, they then play like uh, for the semifinal. And oh, that's okay. what happens. So South Dakota got all the way to the semifinal, no losses, played Ohio, who was in the loser's bracket. Ohio beat them. And then South Dakota's out, and I'm like, but they both have one loss, and why is that fair? That's not fair. It's yeah, fucking that's fucked up. So that's why they're out. Uh, <clears throat> I would have loved to see Gavin Weir get another shot at it. I think the problem was South Dakota wasn't scoring runs. Well, that's that was the thing. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they you, get, you can like pitch one, no hitters and win games yeah, all day, but like, like one you or two it, runs a game, yeah, you, got, you gotta put up five. <laughs> yeah, no, that kid, that kid has a, a future for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, then, unless he throws his arm out, a lot of those little league world no, they do throw away out their arms. I mean, man. how, how many? How many? Get it out of the way now. Get it out of the way now. And it. then he's just gonna be a knuckleball pitcher, <laughs> <laughs> just from here on out. Um, and then boxing, Jake Paul meets Tyron Woodley. Let's talk about it. I honestly, I didn't watch it like you guys did, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely was paying attention to round around recap. And everything I read, it really felt like like the beginning rounds were John or Jake Paul, and then the rest of the rounds were Tyron Woodley. But like it was just almost like they just kept scoring it for Jake. So you guys explain to me. I understand that Jake is a boxer. Tyron Woodley's old, and he's not really a boxer. Yeah. So and same thing happened with like Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. You know, like Conor got his shots in, but he's not a boxer. And Floyd Mayweather is Floyd May- Mayweather. Yeah. Mayweather. Yeah, so I, I so Wade tagged Wade tagged me in a in a post on Facebook, and the post pretty much said like, "Hey, with all of these MMA fighters trying to achieve like a win against Jake Paul and coming up unsuccessful, does that make Conor McGregor's fight with Mayweather that much more spectacular, like a hundred times more like impressive?" And I put yes and no, right, because <clears throat> Conor McGregor won the first three rounds for sure, in my opinion, against Mayweather. Yeah, and then. 
It was an onslaught for Mayweather going because he was so tired, and Mayweather yeah. just for those first three rounds, was like, all right, dude, do you want yeah. to win the first three rounds? It's fine. And it was all I'm about gonna out, I'm going to out round you. hundred percent. I'm going to outlast you. You're going to get tired, and I'm going to have. I'm a boxer, and I'm also going to throw an asterisk on this as well because Tyron Woodley, he was afraid to let his hands go, and everyone keeps mentioning that, even me, right? But then I was doing some more research into it a couple days after, and I remembered they had a no knockout rule. Knockouts were not allowed in that fight, in that eight round fight between the two. That was one of the agreements. Was no oh, I knockouts. hate that. Oh, I don't Sounds even think that right. fight's legitimate. I and don't so, even think that fight's legitimate. Now. Yeah, and, and and that's what it comes down to is, do I think Tyron Woodley won the fight? No, I don't. Because I think he won round four for sure. I think he had probably two But there was rounds. a couple times where he, like, he had Jake on the ropes and like rocked and, well, like, no, yeah. and he stepped away. Yeah, and so that was in the fourth round, right? Where he, he batted him. Some people say he tripped it was, or whatever. I think it was a mixture between the two. I think he did get fucking hit. Yeah. But... <clears throat> The way that he carried himself, I I scored it. I think five to three um, I, for I Jake would say Paul. The same, yeah. Right. There was a couple rounds where I thought he won, and they kind of favored Jake. But like there was people that gave him seven rounds, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I don't think it was seven to one. But Tyron Woodley was afraid to let his hands fly, and I think, debatably, it was might have been because he was afraid to knock him out mm-hmm. because he was hitting him with power, dude. And Ben, but again, it's boxing. You know, it's not MMA. So Jake Paul dude, was I, it, Jake so, Paul was fighting the, the smart battle. He yeah. knew he had six rounds up or five rounds up on him, and he goes, "Okay, cool." So that the last like one round or two rounds, he, he just, he just kept clinching him. He just kept hugging him because he's like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna kill some time. Back up." Because I think he felt the power and was like, "Fuck." And if I if I keep just going toe to toe with this guy, like I might get caught and get fucked. Yeah. And so I mean, it just it is what it is, dude. So um, Tyron Woodley, man, he's uh, he definitely represented so far the best. Out of any other MMA fighter that's fought him, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, he's ben former Askren. champ. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, but it's him and it's him and Ben Askren. And Askren's and he, not a striker. He's he's a ground well, guy. So Ben Askren looked like a yeah, substitute didn't, teacher. Yeah, did not train. <laughs> took two punches, went down, took his mill, and walked away. Yeah. Um, Tyron Woodley made two million on this fight, and uh, that's more than he's ever made on a fucking UFC card. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's more than it's more than look, every UFC fight he's had combined. Look, and I've gotten to the point where that's, that's you know, despicable. Like, where, like, before I was, like, I'm getting sick and tired of these guys taking these fights. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? You do you. Because, like, no doubt Tyron Woodley's made his money. But, like, now that he's out of, out of the UFC, it's just, like, he's got to be extremely smart with his money. Why not take a fight with some YouTuber for two mil? Yeah. And if you lose, like, who gives a shit what anyone else is going to say? Because you just made two fucking mil. Yeah. For and, you and your family. And after the loss, too, he was already like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, I want to rematch. Yeah. I want to run it back. And me and Logan were talking about it, right? I'm like, it's like, why yeah, not? Yeah, I, yeah, I'll take another mil. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe Jake Paul's like, oh, maybe for a mil. Well, he not did two not this want time. that fight. No, yeah. He, yeah, Jake Paul, like, immediately afterwards. He was, like, retired. Yeah, he, he sa- I, I said when he, like, in the post-fight interview, he was sounding like he didn't want to fight again. He was like, ah, I'm only 24. I don't know. You know, I'm still trying to figure out my life kind of a deal. And that's what he was saying. And I was like, okay, so he's not fighting again because this was the closest fight he's had so far. And he knows he couldn't win another fight. That made sense to me. Because then, the next fight, Woodley's going to let his hands go. And yeah. He's yeah. Like, you know what? Let's no, go. Yeah, and, and it was a 39-year-old yeah. w- 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 boxer, like fighter, UFC fighter. Yeah. Not even fight, a boxer. with an actual a, boxer. With a deteriorated jaw. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. They they both both Paul brothers still have not fought an actual boxer. Well, Logan fought Mayweather. Yeah. Okay. 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 But okay. he got knocked out. And Mayweather held him up. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no. Yeah. I mean, and like like Logan was saying too. You know, like he didn't want to fight anymore. So you're tired. And I don't know if you guys heard. He unretired. Yeah, unretired after yeah. one day. He retired. So you know what? I'm back at it. He, I'm back he was at like, it. maybe I'll fight Connor. 
Maybe I'll fight Connor. Then he retired. Then he unretired. It's all for money. That's if all he it fights is. He Connor knows how to market himself. And there's a no knockout rule. I think Connor's not going to give a fuck. No, about Connor will that. knock him out. It doesn't matter. But I was talking to Brittany. I, <laughs> I was talking to Brittany about this because I was, um, you know, while I was watching the fight in bed and I was like, ah, oh, it was kind of lame. It was a lame fight. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to her about, like, what, like, the ego of Jake Paul and, like, what he thinks he's doing for boxing. Because that's what he said. Throughout the card, like, I would listen in. Even the women's fight that was for the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, what was her name? Amanda Serrano. Yeah. I think was her name. It was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. But they were talking about it, and he, it, like, Jake Paul made it a, a point. They all, Like, multiple people made it a point to be like, Jake took less money so that everyone on the card could have a better, a better payday. And Jake was like, I wanted her on this card so that we could get more attention to the women's aspect of boxing. Like, he's trying to make it seem like he is the savior of boxing. And No I told, one believes him. No, no one believes him. And I told Brittany how annoying it is, and she was like, well, I don't know, a lot of people are tuning in. And I'm like, right, but if you're new to a sport, and you tune in because it's like, hey, there's this kid that's running his mouth, I'd like to see him get his the ass most, kicked. The, the most people that are tuning in, I'm sorry to cut you off, and I'll let you finish, but, but the most, the, the people that, the, the most, the majority of people that are tuning in are 18, 19, 20-year-old and like 17, 16 year old, like high school, early college kids that just fucking watch TikTok and see those guys and yeah. just like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the actual people that care <laughs> that tune in understand, I guess, just like the aspect of it and just yeah. like understand like how like annoying that type of thing is. No, exactly. Yeah. So what I was telling her is I was like, it makes sense or it would make sense that he was actually bringing more attention if he was fighting on a card with other good fights because every other fight on that card the women's fight was pretty good every other fight there was one knockout and that fight was good i, I, I that, liked that, that fight one. was good but there's no names there were no names no, on yeah, that card yeah you're watching a bunch of random guys that you've never trying heard to make of. their yeah. name yeah as opposed to throw that jake because it's because jake wants to be the main event because he thinks that's what he is throw that fight jake paul versus tyron really as an undercard yeah. on the tyson fury uh, deontay wilder card then you get even more people to tune in. And, and you get more money. Yeah, you, and you get more people to tune in for this for that fight as well. And maybe they'll stick around and watch an actually good boxing match and go, hey, this sport's actually pretty fucking fun to watch. Because I told Brandy about UFC. When UFC started, that very first <clears throat> pay-per-view, neither one of the main, in the main event, I don't remember who it was, but neither one of them, they both refused to go down. And it was like the bloodiest fight that I've seen. And, it, and that, to me, sparked... A lot with the UFC because if you, it's your first time tuning in to a, a new sport or what, a sport, which one was it? I think it was the first ever pay per view, like for for UFC. Oh, the first ever pay per view, yeah. like, like when you saw the gi on and no, 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 like like when they branded it as UFC, and it was like the first pay per view. It wasn't even pay per view. I don't remember. I just remember it was like one of the first times they tried to brand UFC. I'll look it up when I'm done. Yeah. Um, and it was like one of the bloodiest fights, and everyone that tuned in, it was on like Spike TV, and everyone tuned in, and they were like fuck, this is what I want to watch. Because it was so entertaining. Yeah. So if you get Jake Paul on a card where he's actually entertaining, people might stick around and watch the actual sport. So if you're trying to be the savior, don't be on a card where there's no other good fights because people are going to tune in and be like, this is fucking stupid. See, but they're that, not going to want to tune but, in again. But that's the thing, though, too, with... Right, but that's the <clears> thing. If you want to be taken seriously by the actual fucking world of boxing and the world of, like, fighting... Box a boxer. Or box a boxer. What? Box a boxer. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. thought you were like... 
I don't know what <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> no, saying. No, 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 no like, yeah. yeah box, even... A boxer. If, yeah. if you want to have a good reputation. Well, that, and like Logan's saying, get on a card that actually means something to the world of boxing. See, but. Because you, right now, like. They'll be these... affected money wise, though. Huh? For sure. Yeah, I know, but if you want to be taken seriously. Now, and also. Props to you if you don't want that, and if you just want like this hype and this and this money, because yeah, no, don't get me wrong, he's he's making so much money doing this shit, so I don't blame him if he doesn't. But if he's actually serious about boxing, either one of the Paul brothers, if you're serious about boxing, because they train hard, like you know, they they do, you know what I mean? No, 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 a hundred percent. I give respect to Jake, like he's not he's not some scrub. Yeah, that's like, oh hey, I'm like, just gonna do this. Like, he, doing. He, he does don't get train. Me wrong. Like if I got in the ring with one of those two, either he, one of them, yeah. they're, they're gonna. I get, get, get annihilated. Yeah, yeah. they fuck me up in like one round. Like, don't, you know, no, don't, no disrespect. Like, you guys aren't like a joke or anything like that. But if you want to be taken extremely seriously, and if you're serious about the sport, then get in the ring with a boxer on a card with some actual names on it. Yeah, because like they irritate a lot of people, right? And half the views are people wanting to see him get knocked out, yes. right? But dude, name 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 two more successful YouTube stars. I mean, like at this point in their lives, with how much money they've made, I don't think there's anybody on that's ever been YouTube famous that's ever that, that will ever make or be as successful as, as the Paul brothers now. They are fucking stupid. What about that smart. one? What about that one little shithead fucking like eleven year old that opens up presents? Oh, dude. Ryan's he, toys. <laughs> of course you know. <laughs> Ryan's dude, that toy kid. Reviews. That kid. That kid's parents are fucking loaded. <laughs> that kid. That kid has like three houses. <laughs> hey, which is dope. And he's like eleven, and all he does is open toys that companies send him for free. But like, <laughs> hey, I, I don't get me wrong. That's a dream job, especially as I a twelve-year-old now to open yeah. up present, uh, open up toys for kids. Dude, if I made eighty <clears> grand <throat> a year by opening up presents every day, that'd be a baller-ass job to have. I would take it for fifty k. Yeah. I would never have to leave my house. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that is true. It wasn't the first ever UFC fight. That was my bad. It was the finals of the Ultimate Fighter one. Oh, Griffin Forrest and Bonner. Griffin, Stephen Bonner, because it was super bloody. Yeah. Yep. That that fight because of how big it was when they were still starting, that sparked so much interest. So that's what I was trying to say. Is no, a no, fight no, like yeah, that. yeah, hundred percent. Dana White um, literally says that fight is one of the fights that saved the UFC from going into turmoil. Yeah. Um, the way that it promoted everything, and if you still <laughs> Google now. What's the greatest fight in UFC history? That one will be one of the ones that pop up. It's in top five, top ten on every single list, and top one on on quite a few of them. An amazing fight. Um, but no, but you're right though. That's exactly what it is. It's that is something that got them going. All right. Um, but yes, yeah. Let, let's let's move on. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this week's okay. kind of sports news. You did not know that you cared about. Um, yeah, we talked about way more about the boxing than I thought we were going to. But well, you know, yeah, we it, got it into is it. a hot topic right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. So, um, Kyle, me and Logan's, you know, topics kind of going into each other. So, why don't you hit us with your topic? Okay, um, kind of leads into his topic. Anyways. Okay, so make sure you tell me when that timer's starting because I have not gotten it once under five minutes. So, I uh, got a lot of content to go in. Go for it. All right, so guys, this week my topic is going to be who I think is the GOAT in the UFC. Now, we all might have some different qualifications to get this title, right, to have that title of the GOAT. For me, it's win streaks, title defenses, and how you win. I came up with my top five and a fuck ton of honorable mentions. Here they are, and I won't be able to get into the finer details because I just won't have enough time, but we can talk about that after, okay? So my number five is going to be Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, all right? Career record 34-1. He fought in two different weight classes, bantamweight and flyweight. 
Um, he was the first ever flyweight championship, three-time fight of the night, four-time performance of the night, one submission of the night, one knockout of the night. And he had the belt for the flyweight champion, obviously, um, with 11 title defenses. That's tied for number one with John Jones. Um, I can literally probably say, and as well as a lot of others, he's pretty much the reason why the flyweight division is even on the map. Um, he was pretty much the pioneer that started it. And it's not like he just fought a bunch of scrubs. Like, he fought good people, right? He fought Benavidez, um, Carriasso, Dodson, Cejudo, Tim Elliott, um, Ray Borg, beat all of them in the fights. Number four, I got Daniel Cormier. Coming in at 22-3 and one no contest. He fought in two different weight divisions. He's the second UFC double champ in history. Three-time performance of the night. Two-time fight of the night. And a strike force heavyweight champion. He held, the, he held the titles in both light heavyweight and heavyweight with a total of four title defenses. He's the second champ champ in UFC history. Daniel Cormier is without a doubt a true legend of the sport. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but also had a nice uh, stand-up game to where in his eight uh, title fights, um, two were by knockout. Um, I think he had three submissions and then three um, decisions, right? So he was an exciting fight to watch, knew how to finish it. Number three, this one's going to maybe surprise you guys a little bit. Um, John Jones, a career record, 26-1 and one with one no contest, all in the light heavyweight division, four fight of the nights, two submission of the nights, one knockout of the night, performance of the night, and he's the youngest UFC champion at 23 years old and already in the UFC Hall of Fame. All 11 title defenses were in the light heavyweight. Um, after, going on, uh, after getting the title at 23 years, only three years after being in the UFC, um, John Jones defended it 11 times, pretty much demolishing everybody in his light heavyweight division. <clears throat> uh, sorry, uh, being everybody in his lightweight heavyweight division, where now he moved up to heavyweight, um, but he's, it's been about a year and a half now, and we're still waiting for him to, to fight that. But he pre pretty much every single Hall of Famer um, in the modern day era um, in that light heavyweight division. I mean, he, he knocked out Mauricio Hua. He uh, submitted uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson. He submitted Machida. Um, beat Ro uh, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort, uh, Chael Sonnen, Gustafson, Daniel Cormier. A whole list of Hall of Famers that he beat out. Number two, George St. Pierre. A career record 26-2, and two, welterweight and middleweight divisions. Four fight of the nights, a knockout of the night, a submission of the night, performance of the night, and he's already in the UFC Hall of Fame as well. He's a two-time welterweight championship and a middleweight champion with a combined total of nine total defenses. George St. Pierre was known to stick to his game plan and dominate the fight. What's more impressive is that, I just found this out recently, GSP would actually specifically go for what his opponent's strengths were and would make it his goal to beat them at that aspect. Now, his only two losses were to Matt Hughes and Matt Sarah, both which he then had the, the chance for redemption and beat them both. With Matt Hughes, it went into a trilogy, which he won that trilogy by winning it again. So, <clears throat> GSP, uh, only two losses, he was able to make up for those, which makes him even that more dynamic. And, uh, I mean, he finished on top, right? He finished as a champion and then retired after beating Michael Bisbing by rear naked. Now, my number one overall, Anderson the Spider Silva. Uh, record is 34-11. It's the worst record out of the top five. I know we'll get back to that in the 10 minutes that we talk about it. But he fought in two weight classes, middleweight and light heavyweight, seven-time knockout of the night, five-time fight of the nights, two submission of the nights, and the longest title reign in UFC history with 2,457 days, all in the middleweight division with 10 title defenses. It's, in my opinion, the most dominant title reign in UFC history, and he's proved that in his prime he was the best of the best and once he put his hands down and started doing his cocky dancing around defense that was one thing someone's getting knocked out 
right? We knew that that was going to happen. And again, we're talking about beating legends. This guy <clears throat> went on a whole fucking spree of beating everybody from Nate Marquette to Rich Franklin to James Irvin to Patrick Cote to Forrest Griffin to Damian Maya to Chael Sonnen to Viv- or Belfort to Yushin Okami and Stefan Bonner in his 10, 10 title fights that he had. Um, including the three light heavyweights that he moved up to fight into, which was undefeated in all the light heavyweights that he fought in. Um, 13 fights. He only had two sum- uh, two decisions, both unanimous. Um, everything else was two submissions, and he had nine knockouts. Uh, how is Khabib not in your top five? <clears throat> so, I understand maybe he's your six, maybe he's your seven. I don't care. How is he not in your top five? So, already have that set up. Uh, we're talking about honorable <laughs> mentions, right? Um, Habib is up here, but... He only has 13 fights in the UFC, which only, I say only, right? So it still seems like a lot. But he only has 13 fights in the UFC. Uh, five of them, I don't even know who they are. Uh, the other four, nobody that's ever been a champion. Uh, he took the belt from, or, or so he won the belt against Al uh, Iaquinta. Was it? What was it? Uh, you said 13, and then you said the first five fights. No, no, no. no, no, no the first no, nine fights? No, I said the first five fights, I don't even know who they are. And then you said the other four. Oh, uh, oh, maybe I meant to say or four, five or four. My bad. Okay. Um. <clears throat> oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. First five fights. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, I said the first five fights. Then the next four are people that are right, that, they haven't been champions. Okay. And then the last four was Al Ayaquinta, um, which he won by decision. Yeah. And then he tapped out his next three, which is Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. striker with no ground game, Dustin Poirier, who on ESPN's classified as a BJJ, but hasn't had a, a submission since 2012. He hasn't had one submission since 2012. Everything else has been knockout, so I consider him a striker. And then uh, Justin Gaethje, who's a striker with no ground game. So he hasn't been put up against anybody that has really significantly challenged his ground game, and that's why he's not even in my top five. Okay. He, because he's 29-0, which is cool, but again, out of those 29 fights, I, I, I know fucking seven of them, right? So it's like he, he earned his way to get to the UFC, but three title defenses. He only has three title defenses where, you know, John Jones is 11. Anderson Silva has yeah, 10. GSP yeah. has nine. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> it's it's just such a bummer that he retired so early. Because I do believe that he could have been amazing. And he could have been a true significant conversation for GOAT. But he retired in a way to where, in my opinion, he can't. He's, he's a could have been GOAT. Okay, I have a couple other ones, and I want to hear yours yep. because you have your notes on them. <clears throat> Why isn't Amanda Nunez in there yet? So, Amanda Nunez, <laughs> so you can ask Amanda, dude. She was my number six, but I had to cut her out because I didn't know to switch her in or not because she is dominant. And you she, had to cut her out. I had to cut her out of the top five because okay. she hasn't done enough to surpass the, my top five. Right now, if she wins her next four and retires, she'll go down as the GOAT. Right? And it should be easily top three conversation, in my opinion. Okay. But... She's a beast, dude, because she took over the bantamweight title and then took it away from uh, Cyborg, which no one thought was anybody was going to beat, the flyweight. And then she defended bantamweight twice and then flyweight twice after that. So she's very – dude, she can gain weight, drop weight, and she will beat whoever's fucking ass it is that she's going to fight. But she's still fighting in a way where it's still too soon, right? She only has like five or six title defenses, which is – I mean, it's still a lot, right? Or it's, I think that's eight. Which is still a lot, but she's still going. If she if she lost her next seven fights, it'd be like harder to have kind of have a case for it, right? But she's very dynamite, and if she continues this path of destruction, which I think she will, so we have this conversation in a year or two years, she'll definitely be in the top five. But it's just yeah, it's just she's still actively fighting, so it makes it harder for me to throw her in the top five. Okay, 
Uh, my last one, or I have to throw them in there, is the whole conversation. Uh, ooh. That's ooh, a uh, fourth and one from the thirty. Let me guess, Kamara Usman. No. No. Okay. Uh, it's going to be no. Conor McGregor. He held two belts. Is it only because of his recent actions that he's out of your top five? He has zero title defenses. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. Zero title defenses, which, which, which surprised me too. Because he won them, then he lost it, and then he won it again. Like, he didn't lose it to someone. He lost it because he stepped away for so long. Okay. So he has zero title defenses. As, as, it's going off the article that I read too. Uh, you, you, you guys definitely fact check me, double check on that. Mm-hmm. But from what I was reading, it did look familiar like that. Yeah. Um, but zero title defenses, and it was the way that everything did play out, like you said, mm-hmm. right? So it made it harder for me to try and fit him in there because he was one of my honorable mentions was Conor McGregor because at the time of his peak, he was the pound for pound best fighter in the world, mm-hmm. but he didn't hold it for very long. Right, Anderson Silva held it for a very long time. Now, I'm going to touch up on Anderson Silva real quick because we talked about this earlier. He has the worst record, but out of the top five, but he lost to Chris Weidman. He got cocky and then got caught by a punch and got knocked out. Right. Right? Fuck it. It is what it is. He got too cocky. It happens to the best. Then he broke his leg. Right? Then he did the rematch against Weidman. So for me personally, seeing him in his prime prime, I can cancel out his last six fights. That's, fair. That's how I look at it, right? He was a guy that broke his leg, was never able to come back the way that he was, and he just didn't know when to quit. Beautiful touchdown. And just didn't know when to quit. So in his last six fights, he's only won one. Right? So if you if you shave those off, I told you he's 34 and 11, but if you shave off his last six fights, the last seven fights after the broken leg, he's uh, 33 and 6, which is a much better record. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said when I started, it's... A big part of it is how you finish it, right? So George St. Pierre had about an eight-fight streak where he won by unanimous decision, Yeah. right? Um, uh, Anderson Silva going on a 16-fight streak with only two decisions in there. He was the most electric fighter. He was the most dynamite. I could see the case of throwing in George St. Pierre over Anderson Silva. This is where a little bit of my biasness comes in because I do – Anderson Silva is my favorite fighter of all time. Which is fair. Him and tied probably with Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Um, but the way that he finished fights made him the best. He didn't let it go to the judges' hands. He wasn't just only, okay, I can technically win this fight. It was, I will win this fight, and I will put this motherfucker to sleep. Like for Chael Sonnen, example, their first fight, he said, I don't care if I lose. I'm only going to beat him by submission. And he could have knocked him out many times. He was winning the stand-up. And some say Chael Sonnen was going to win that fight. And then with a minute 40 left, got him in a fuck. I think it was a triangle chokehold yeah. and beat Chelsea on him. Because he said nobody respects his ground game. So he made it out of his way to win by fucking submission and then did it. To me, that's absolutely baller. But again, yeah, so I have like seven or nine uh, honorable mentions just in case him. you guys mentioned them. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's hear Logan's side here because I know you're very <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Very passionate. I was about to pass it to Logan. I was about I to pass it to passion. Logan. I love the passion. Logan, what are your thoughts? Uh, so I honestly don't have discrepancies one through three. Um, Anderson Silva, I think, beyond just what he did in the Octagon and like his actual numbers and everything, he was an inspiration for so many other fighters. Mm-hmm. Like Izzy. Yep. You know, guys like, like Adesanya, direct yeah. influence. And I, I was going to also throw in with those last couple of fights. He had a couple of fights where it was, he's on his way out. Pa- he had the passing of the torch fight for Izzy. Yeah. You can't throw that in with his record. Like he wasn't ever going to win that fight. He shouldn't <laughs> yeah, even have had yeah, that yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fights like that. Um, I, G- GSP is GSP. 
Same deal. With John Jones, the <clears throat> the last little bit with me for the last like part of his career so far with him having not fought in forever and going up a weight class and all the you know, all of the outside of the octagon um just trouble, I guess is the only way I would put it with, with all the drugs and the car crash and, and everything. It it just taints his image to me too much. So I would have to put him at three, even though I think it talent wise, he's probably number one. So a hundred percent I agree. And that was why I knocked him down because Anderson Silva and GSP, neither of them have any type of anything. drug allegations. Or anything. And, yeah, digging, digging into the drug allegations with John Jones is a whole other topic that I can yeah. talk about forever. Sort of like, he's he's guilty, but he wasn't guilty. And for the amount of fights that it did affect him versus what it didn't affect him, I yeah, I had to put him at three. What about your four and five? Um, for, for, so four or five, I would uh, keep DC at four. Um, I, I, I love DC on and in the octagon, outside the octagon, I love that he had both the stand-up game and the ground game. Obviously, his ground game significantly more dominant, and he knew that and used that to his advantage. But he wasn't afraid to stand and bang. Um, and then my five is going to be Amanda Nunes, um, j- just because. That's I fair. Got to give her some love, man. She's she's easily the most dominant woman fighter period in like the history of the world. Oh, I would yeah. say. Oh yeah. Um, and and, and sh- just the way she wins fights, it's never even close. I know what you're saying with her being still active. Um, but I don't see her losing for the next while, like a long while. Yeah. I don't see her dropping any yeah. fights. Which is like what Tim said. I can easily project her to be number two or number, yeah. or, or, or by, number by the three end of her career, on yes. this list. Yeah. But just like Cyborg, dude, everyone said no one's going to stop Cyborg. Yeah, but guess and who did? Amanda Nunez. Exactly. So there's always you're always the best until you're not the best. No, and I, I, I want mean, I mean, to. That's how your top and, five is, though. And they they were know, the best until they weren't. Exactly. And so I want to know how her best finishes out. Yeah. But. She was my number six, so I see that one hundred percent just fair. Well, she wasn't your number five, because I think Demetrius Johnson going on an eleven fight, eleven title defense uh, fight streak. No, he dominated um, that weight and, division for and so long. And putting flight weight on the map, I to me that had, that had to put him above Amanda. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, anything else, guys? No, I mean I, I'm good. Fuck. All right. Good list. Okay. Then, good list well, then, then real quick, I'm just gonna right. honorable mentions: Jose Aldo, Kamara Usman. Again, just some people that aren't just quite there almost yet. Um, Izzy, uh, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, and Matt Hughes. Those are probably my top 10, top 12, whatever that ends okay. up being. Okay. Couple. Hey, right on. I like it. I like it. Fuck. Hey, good topic, good topic, good topic. I like how <laughs> passionate you were. I really did. Love hey, it. so I know your topic. Um, I think my topic can roll into your topic a cool. little bit. You know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely can. Okay, yes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start out with my topic, guys. And it's going to be about college football, the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, to, uh, not today, but uh, you know, a few days ago or a week ago, announced an historic alliance that will bring 41 world-class institutions together on a collaborative approach surrounding the future evolution of college athletics and scheduling. I copy and pasted that because, you know, I just, I wanted you guys to understand, um, I think how dumb that sounded. You should just say that the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 are combating the SEC. That's what this topic is. SEC is so strong. We all know that. They always have two teams in the playoffs, pretty much. Um, So when we get down to it, the Football Scheduling Alliance will feature additional attractive matchups across three conferences while continuing to honor historic rivalries and the best traditions of college football, blah, blah, blah. Um, So after reading a bunch of this, the Pac-12 has been the most aggressive of the three leagues in forming uh, the alliance. And I think that's probably because 
Uh, they're the worst of the power fives. They were, um, and now now that's a power four. Um, they're still the worst. Um, Washington and Oregon were the only teams to ever make the college football playoffs with Washington uh, in the 2016-2017 season. Don't get me wrong. Oregon did make it to the finals. I will not, you know, they Got made it to the finals. Spanked by Zeke. You know, Ross. but, you know, hey. <laughs> so let's go by the numbers real quick. Uh <clears throat> As far as college football playoff uh, conferences and <laughs> the amount of teams that are in them, right? SEC has eight, six of which are Bama. ACC has seven, six of which are Clemson. The other one's Florida State. Uh, Big Ten, five, four of which are Ohio State. And then um, I, forget, I think it's Penn State that made it one year. Um, it was mm. Penn State. No, oh, it was Iowa. It was Iowa. Remember that year Iowa made it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, was the Big 12, I put was because it's, it's hilarious, Oklahoma with four. It was Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pac-12, two. Oh, well, guess what? Notre Dame had two. So looking at that, I can completely understand why the Pac-12 is super aggressive with this. Um, but don't get me wrong. Pac-12 has USC, Oregon, and, and Stanford, and schools that are not to be reckoned with when they, when they get the right recruiting and stuff done. They are going to be good. Uh, so I think overall... Oh, shit, lost my place there. Overall, the merger will definitely help bring more hype to these games, and it'll be a lot of fun for fans to see something like Michigan versus Oregon or Florida Florida State versus Penn State, you know what I mean? That'll be a lot of fun. But with the playoffs expanding, is it really necessary? I honestly think yes. I was going to go with no, and my no was going to be because, well, the good teams are still going to get in, you know what I mean? But I think yes, and I'll give you the reason why. With a new 12-team format, you get four, uh, four. I don't know why I put four buys, four conference winners, Big Ten conference winner, Pac-12 conference winner, ACC conference winner, and SEC conference winner. I think those four should get the buy. Those, you know, the conference winners get the buy, no matter what. You know, even if the Pac-12 winner is is Oregon with an, a down season of going nine and three, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes, you know, don't get me wrong, Pac-12 in conference play, it's weird. Like you guys will lose to fucking Arizona, you know what I mean? It's it's weird. Not <laughs> not, not that that no, never happened, but you know, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, so I imagine like six or seven of more of those like Big Four teams will get filled into those conferences and still lose a spot for like an undefeated Boise or UCF to try to make a name for themselves because. With this 12-team format, that's all it was. Let's get away from the fact that it's like, oh, we're going to start letting UCF and Cincinnati and, you know, undefeated teams from those conferences in. You're going to let one in. Yeah. You're going to let one, maybe two, into those into those playoffs. And that's all it is. So I think it really helps, like, teams like Florida State, who have been in a fucking not-so-great, you know, area of their college football career, like Florida State, you know, when you say, when you say Florida State, you know that, that's a good team, but they haven't been good lately. So I think it really helps. Um, overall, though, I, I was reading it's not going to happen this season. It's not going to happen next season. They have, you know, scheduling obligations that have already been contracted. And so it's going to take a few years for this to really take place. Um, but with emerging schedules, it will be, provide big meeting if, like, an Oregon loses to USC but beats Florida State. You know what I mean? And so it, that's my whole reasoning. Like, hey, I lost to USC in my conference, but hey, I went out and beat a you know a nine and two Florida State team at the end of the season. You know what I mean? I you know, so I think it, I think it's great, and I think it's the right way for SEC to or for these three conferences to do it because the SEC's only gotten way stronger with Oklahoma, Texas. I don't even give a shit about because it it's Texas, but Oklahoma joining, it's crazy. 
So, Logan, I want to hear from you first. Um, so I so I want to touch up on the scheduling thing first because college football is ridiculous with scheduling. They will schedule home and homes 10 years out with random teams. Right. So that's why the scheduling part is so messed <clears> up. <throat> also, it makes sense they're not doing it immediately because Texas and Oklahoma still have to fulfill their obligations to the Big 12 for the next, like, two or three years. Oh. So they, it's not like next season they're going to be in the SEC. It's going to be two, three years down the road they're going to be in the SEC. Which will also help them with recruiting, but that's not 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 the point right now. I think I agree with you. It's gonna help. Um, it's gonna help the Pac-12 the most. Um, the, probably the Big 12, honestly. The Pac-12 has three really good teams um, in Oregon, Washington, and USC. They're they're good every single year, depending on kind of how the team shakes out and quarterback situations in particular. But I, I would say it's gonna help out the Big 12 w- the most. When you think about the loss of Oklahoma and Texas, um, and the Big Ten will just get the big, or, uh, sorry, the ACC. It'll be nice because outside of Clemson, like you were talking about, outside of Clemson, the only other team right now. There's there. right now. There's really no one. Let's talk about. Yeah, it. There's really like, no one outside. Maybe, of Clemson. Maybe Miami. Maybe North Carolina. But North Carolina will drop off after this year because Sam Howell will be gone. Miami will probably drop back off again because Derek King will be gone. It's it. Clemson is consistently there, and then there's like a rotating list of like maybe a team here, maybe a team there. So I think it, it would help out the Pac-12 uh, a lot because of what you said with those two championship appearances, and it's because Pac-12. Two two main reasons for me with Pac-12 is because they play late at night, and no one on the East Coast ever watches the Pac-12. Well, but your conference winners come in with two losses. That also sucks. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they I mean, beat up on each other, and then also when we when a team like Oregon has an actually great year, or a team like USC has a good year, no one ever watches their game because the game. I feel like that's a cop out. Yeah, yeah. It, so to me, it kind of is, but at the same time, when you have Alabama playing in prime time every single week, every single no, week, I mean, don't get me Oregon wrong, like, gets, people, like one game, but a week, I feel a like year. you know, like. Actual people that care about college football watch those games still when it's like a big USC versus Oregon game happening at 7 o'clock at night, which is 10 o'clock their time. Yeah. It's over at 1. I feel like they're still watching it. I feel like they're, they're watching part of it, and then they're probably like tuning out, and they're not as into it as they are when it's a 5 o'clock game on the East Coast, and they can watch every single snap. They don't get they don't get the full read of these teams. Um, I'm not saying that's the main reason. The main reason is because they beat up on each other consistently. Every single season they beat up on each other it's ridiculous um but but i i mean i i would think it'd be a good thing the scheduling is going to be interesting because i don't know there's there's a lot of great teams but they're not always going to be scheduled every season like yeah you're, you could have a possibility for a clemson oregon right Who, well who's going to be left in the big 12 to begin with maybe an iowa state maybe a baylor if they have a good year yeah i was thinking tcu if they get like an amazing quarterback then could play kansas like, state if like you know maybe you know they can go you know 11 and 1 because it's a big 12 and you yeah, never know like something along those lines and maybe they get a game against clemson but what's going to end up happening most of the season is you're going to have a clemson versus colorado game well the big 12 is not even in it and and, and clemson's going to oh it was sec big it was ACC. acc oh big, big 10, 10? Oh, okay okay my apologies then. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have an Ohio State-Oregon game occasionally, right? You're going to have a Michigan-USC or Michigan-Clemson game that you're like, oh, that's really interesting. But for the most part, it's going to be like, oh, Clemson's playing Nebraska. That's a 60-point win, and it yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, and that, that's another thing I was afraid of is, is things like that. So I think there has to be something in place where it's like, okay, so Clemson, I get it. They are they're the – Second to third or first best team in the nation every single year because there's the big three. It's I, Alabama, I say, yeah, Clemson, you, and Ohio State. And you guys Those always mention three. That. 
And if one of those three doesn't make the playoffs, it's fucking weird. You yeah. know what I mean? It's fucking it's, weird it's, it's if they rare. don't. It's weird. Um, but I think there needs to be something in place where, like, it's like, oh, I hate Clemson. You got to go play Ohio State week fucking two. So here's something that I, ju- I just thought of, kind of spin the no, out. No, no, yeah, that'd be something that I love with college basketball is there's conference, um, like challenges every single season. So yeah. you have the the ACC Big Ten challenge every single year. Right. Duke plays a Michigan State. Right. They play no, a, no, exactly. a, an Ohio State. They play a top and team every single time. Sometimes it's the very time. first game you guys play. Exactly. And, it, and it's one of those things where it's like, who, it doesn't matter. They change it every single year. So we play a different team every year, but it's always one of the top teams. But I always, but, I, but with basketball, I feel like it's a little bit different because you're playing like 28 games and a 24 and 4 team can still be ranked number one. Well, the, yeah. the, what I'm saying is like, that's how they should look at scheduling these matchups is like, look at it on a season by season basis and say, Clemson, you're going to be the top team in the ACC. You need to play the top team from either the Big Ten or, or the Pac-12 every year. One of the top teams, whether that's Oregon, whether that's Ohio State, whether that's Michigan, depending on the year, whether it's Washington, USC, doesn't matter. We're going to look on it on a season-by-season basis. You're going to get scheduled a game against one of those top teams every single season because that's what needs to happen. Right. And uh, just time in, chiming into this too, is this – so they're all doing this little alliance thing, and this is for all sports. Or this uh, is just no, for football, football and basketball. For football and basketball but no, so like only. They, the, yeah. So they say it's for basketball, but they already do it for basketball, like yeah. like like Logan was saying. Yeah. So it's really you know this is pretty much for football. Okay, that was okay. That was a little bit of the confusion there, and so I I kind of see where like there's gonna be plus sides, right? Like like you said, it could be Ohio State versus Clemson in week two, right? Where it's like instead of both teams going undefeated, they're gonna have to face each other. Yeah. But same thing with Logan, you know, is like you said, Clemson's gonna you know fucking go up against Nebraska. Right, I think that's yeah. the example you used. They're gonna blow them out. You know, they're 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 just gonna blow them out nasty. So, um, and then between those three, right? You guys would say Pac-12 is the worst. I would. After, See, and after and Oklahoma it, and Texas leave, it'll be Big Twelve. Well, oh, no, so, oh, sorry, so, so, three, so that, out of the three, Pac-12 is worst. That's yes. the thing. I'm I'm cutting the Big Twelve out of the out of the Power Five because they're not. They're gonna have eight teams. There's no well, and they're no and, longer and Power n- Five. Nobody notable. Yeah. yeah. And so, like with the Pac-12 too. So they're they're the worst. Conference, right? Out uh, of the the three that we're talking about, yes, yes. But I feel like within that own conference, though, there's so much competition within themselves. But they just are never as good as the other teams from the other, you know, the other star teams from the yeah. other conferences, yeah. right? Because you got, you know, you got Cal, Oregon, you got, you know, UCLA, USC, which are all, you know, they. I feel like they all battle no, pretty no, well with good. each other. They're good, but they only have their moments. Yeah, but USC they never has, has their moments of being an amazing team, but they can never keep up with Alabama and now Clemson. And like back in the day, they couldn't really keep up with teams like Florida State and stuff like that. Like there's teams that have stayed the course and. For so long, like Ohio State has stayed the course for so long. Alabama, it's just they. Alabama, if you look at like their, you know, their absolute season by season records, like it's gross. Like, don't get me wrong, there was a point in time where Alabama wasn't that good. It was like between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, right? But in that period, and, that and, was and, it. and yeah, what was that year span? I mean, oh, yeah. from like fucking like seventy something to like now, but they still had some decent seasons in there. Not seventies. I don't know why I said seventies, but probably like. Like ninety to now, but they still had a couple of good seasons in there. You yeah, know I mean, like they weren't a team to like just sit down on. They had a couple bad seasons. Don't get me wrong. And but like there was a time where Florida State like was in the top fucking four every single year. USC had like a time when they were in the top four for like 
10 years and then they got sanctioned so hard by the the NCAA that it like om- it it almost ruined and, them. and I feel like that's kind of the point that I'm getting at is that with this alliance coming into place it's like okay cool it could add a little bit of flair but I don't think it's going to change anything right yeah. you know it, it's still going to be the dynamite 3 that you know dominate every single year with that fluctuating 4 and the fluctuating 4th is usually still between the same top 3 teams right that come in 4 yeah. um but as far as you know, like them playing each other, yeah, it's going to add you know a little bit more excitement, right? If, if well, it's see, week three, that's what I like about this alliance though, because it creates a big four instead of a power five. You now have a big four where like each conference winner, even if it's fucking Utah, freaking you know going nine and three, but they win the conference, hey, they get a bye. Yeah, and it's and, the same and, thing as the NFL. Like if you win your conference, and I like, like that you, as well. You yeah, get, you get yeah. in the playoffs no matter what. Yeah, yeah, you get in there, which is good, especially for you know, like we said, the Pac-12, right? It'll add a little bit of flair. But um, when it comes down to it, yeah, it's it's gonna be this. It's gonna be it's still gonna be the same top teams. Yeah. You know, it's still gonna be the oh, same no, top yeah, teams. I'm not I'm not arguing that fact yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Like it's right now, it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. They're gonna run the table for a while. I think the first team that's going to fall out of the top three, that maybe that's a different discussion, but I think it's going to be Clemson. Did they add off? Did they add playoffs, or is it still just top four? Still top four right now. Okay, so we just talked about how we wanted it to be more. Yeah, they, well, no, no, they approved they, they, they it. The top twelve, but they have, they have, they haven't like like put, put it into it place through. again. Yeah. They have contractual yeah, okay. obligations with okay. for however many years, and for like bowl games and yeah. shit like that. Like it's just a whole other big thing. Soon enough, we will get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something. That I thought, or that I've heard, I heard Kirk Herbstreit when he was talking uh, with uh, on PMT. The thing he mentioned, that I'll say really quick, was a uh, he expects that at some point we'll just end up with three conferences or whatever you want to look at it. There's sixteen teams, three groups of sixteen teams, and then the winners of those three, and let's see how it goes. Jesus, winner of those three, or not the winner of those three, but like. It, it creates a different aspect than just, like, the same top three every year. If you have right. Clemson in one conference, Alabama in another, Ohio State in another. And then fill them in with, like, teams. Yeah, and then, yeah, absolutely. And then you're not having those three necessarily play each other, but... What I do like about the Lions is that it will cr- create new rivalries. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. do like wait, that wait, Which I do like that. Yeah. All right. All right, Logan, so uh, hit us with your topic because um, that, that's what I was saying earlier, guys, is that, you know, ours kind of rolled into each other. Okay. So sticking with the college football theme, uh, you know we're previewing college football. You know we have we have the Ohio State Minnesota game on right now. Um, I wanted to mainly preview how I see the college football playoff rolling out and looking. Um, so what I have right now is I have a few undefeated teams that I think is going to happen, or that I think will end up undefeated, and a few teams that are going to end up with one loss. Um, watching Ohio State right now is kind of throwing me off of that, but um, the one loss teams that I have right now are North Carolina. Iowa State, Clemson, and Alabama. Those are the one-loss teams? Those are my one-loss teams. I think Alabama is going to finish the season undefeated, but they will play in the SEC Championship game against another undefeated team that I'll get to. Uh, Clemson is going to lose Week 1 to Georgia. That's my prediction. I think they're going to lose Week 1 to Georgia. I trust uh, JT Daniels and Georgia's defense a lot. And I trust experienced quarterback play in college football more than anything. If you have an experienced quarterback, you are automatically in a much better position than a lot of teams. Um, and Clemson is going to be ha- and Clemson is going to be starting a guy that played two games last year, and in those two games, the rest of the team didn't look great, even though he put up great numbers. Um, Iowa State will lose their uh, will lose when they play Oklahoma and North Carolina is going to lose when they play Clemson in the national championship or in the not sorry in the ACC championship game. 
My undefeated teams that I have are Oklahoma, Ohio State, which I, I'm really doubting right now after watching CJ Stroud play. Um, he's terrible. Yeah, he's fucking sucks. He's terrible. Side note on that, I saw the wide receivers' comments. The only comments they had when he was announced as a starter was, hey, man, he'll give you a chance to go get a ball, which means he's not going to be accurate, but I can go make a play. Um, and then Georgia, and the last team I have is Cincinnati. So with that, I have four undefeated teams. I'm really liking it. Again, this is changing on the fly because I'm watching <laughs> Ohio State play. I think Oregon might be able to get in. If we can beat Ohio State next week um, and we finish the season, I think we'll lose one game in the Pac-12 at some point because like we talked about earlier, the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 uh, and you'll lose a game somewhere. But if we finish the season with one loss and our only loss is maybe early on in the Pac-12 season and we can look dominant and we have that win over Ohio State, potentially we could get in. But I think if if it plays out like this and Ohio State's not undefeated, I think Alabama runs the table and then loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. If that happens, Alabama will get in as the four team. And you'll have two SEC teams still. Cincinnati is my underdog because they're, they're ranked seventh right now. And normally you don't have a, a non-Power 5 team that gets in. But if they start at seven and they run the table, that means they get in. Because yeah. it's not a team that's starting unranked that's trying to get in. Yeah. It's a team that's starting at seven trying to get in. And for them to go undefeated, they have to be Indiana in Bloomington and Notre Dame in South Bend. You win those two games and run the American, there's no way you cannot get into the into into the, the playoff. There's no way. Um, so I, it, if that were to happen, I think it would be uh, Oklahoma at one. Because I don't see Oklahoma losing at all this season. There is no one good in the Big 12. And they don't play anyone out of conference. The or sorry, there's one other good team, and it's Iowa State. But I think they get they take care of that game because their offense is explosive as ever, and their defense is improved. It it, it just makes sense to me that they'll finish undefeated. Um, two would then be Georgia because I think, like I said, they'll go undefeated, and then if they beat Bama, you have to jump them up from five. And, well, and they'll beat Clemson week one which would mean they beat the number three team in the country and the number one team in the country. wouldn't shock me if they just jumped to one, period. Yeah. Um, my three would then be Cincinnati because they go undefeated. You would have to drop Bama to four if they lose conference championship. You can't keep them above Cincinnati, drop them to four, um, which would make either a rematch with Georgia and Alabama or you would get um, Oklahoma-Alabama. Either way, it would be interesting. Um, I think Georgia wins the whole thing this year. That's my prediction right now. I love Georgia's defense. I love that they have an experienced quarterback. There are not a lot of returning really good quarterbacks outside of Spencer Rattler, JT Daniels, maybe Sam Howell. Those are like top three right now for me in terms of having an impact on the college football season. Um, so right right now, after watching this first half of the Ohio State game, I'm throwing Ohio State out of my feet. <laughs> my top four is going to be Oklahoma, Georgia, Cincinnati, and Alabama. I think Georgia wins the whole thing. And that's with Alabama being number four? That Alabama would be four. Uh, so I I like Georgia, so I don't I hate your predi- predictions. Um, I also, or I, did I say I hate Georgia? You like Georgia. You oh, said you yeah. like Georgia. You don't hate his predictions, right? Um, I also love Ohio State, and um, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So I think they need to make a change of quarterback at halftime here. So I wrote down. I have notes for all the conferences, and for my Big Ten notes, I have Ohio State finishes undefeated unless C.J. Stroud struggles mightily. Which he has. He has struggled it, mightily. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, he, he, he fucking he, sucks. He's, he's like 7 for 15 Here's right the now. Thing. They got a kid they might throw in halfway through the season that's a true freshman that skipped his senior season of high school. He and skipped it? How do you do that? He just took a couple classes. Fa- they do it in, in high school basketball all the time. It never happens in college football, but it happens all the time in basketball. Guys just take a couple extra classes over the summer, graduate early, get on campus. And like by taking classes, it's like those schools where the, the teachers just write off that they got oh, A's absolutely. and they didn't hey, show up. Hey, write a paper up. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So I, I mean, I would love to see Ohio. Well, I wouldn't love it because then they beat Oregon. But I mean, I'd like to see Ohio State be Ohio State. But I don't trust CJ Stroud. I, like they announced it late in the season. That was my biggest question mark with this team. That defense is fantastic. They recruit amazing on defense every year. They didn't recruit great at quarterback for the last few years. That's Oklahoma's domain. Every two years, you can count on Oklahoma getting the number one or number two quarterback in the country. Right. That's just a guarantee. They got Spencer Rattler. Their backup right now was the number one quarterback in the country. Not this season, but the next season they got the number two quarterback in the country. Like they always have a great quarterback. And then the other thing, Cincinnati has played Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame in South Bend and Indiana in Bloomington. That's tough. Yeah. But the reason why I think they win is because Notre Dame has a five game stretch where they four of the games are at home, which is bullshit. But they play Wisconsin at home, who's ranked twelfth. Then Cincinnati at home, who's ranked 7th. Then they go at Virginia Tech, not ranked, but playing in Blacksburg is a fucking task. Then they go back home to play USC, ranked 15th. Then they go. Then they continue the next week, UNC at home, 10th. Notre Dame I has a tough I yeah, schedule. Yeah, I that's a rough schedule. I see 3-2 in that schedule. It's a rocky yeah. road. Like that five week, Outside of that, they don't play anybody. But that five-week stretch, I think they go 3-2. and two, They'll drop out of college football playoff consideration. But so that's why I think I think they're going to have Wisconsin at home and then follow that up with Cincinnati. I don't think they beat Cincinnati. If, yeah. if, beat Wisconsin. if I'm getting info on college sports, right, I'm hitting up you two yeah. immediately, right? Logan is going to be my number one choice yeah, to go bro, to, especially for college football and college basketball. Um, when I so when I'm doing my research and I just kind of type it in, right? The college uh, predictions for the season is Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Yeah, no, Clemson, Georgia being in that number four. No, I. I mean, it just makes sense with what you know. And these sports analysts did go, fuck themselves. Like, you're me, not Logan. To me, if you're going to have Georgia and Clemson in, what does that mean? That means Georgia beats Clemson, but a one-loss Clemson team still gets in. But then you still have Georgia and Bama playing in the national championship game. So is there a two-loss Georgia team getting into the, the college football playoff? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. If you have Clemson at two, that means they have to beat Georgia. But if you have Bam at one, that means they also beat Georgia. You can't yeah. have a two-loss SEC team in the top four. Yeah, so you have Cle- you have Georgia beating Clemson week one. Yeah, absolutely. I I just I just don't trust because yeah who, who, who does Clemson have at quarterback now? Uh, DJ Uyunglele, who played two seasons. What the fuck did you just say? I thought you just had a stroke. Uh, he, he played two games for them last year in Trevor Lawrence's COVID absence. They almost lost to Boston College. And then they lost to Notre Dame. And then when Clemson played Notre Dame again for the ACC championship because of the weird season last year, Clemson stomped Notre Dame with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, that's right. You were at my house for the Notre yes, Dame Clemson fight. Yeah, stomped yeah. Notre Dame when they had Trevor Lawrence. I don't think DJ can manage a team. Ooh. I don't think he can manage a team. The defense is going to be fantastic for Clemson. They have an amazing D-line. They have a great linebacking core, a decent secondary. But the offense in the scrimmages that I've heard has struggled. If you're struggling in scrimmages... 
even though they have some good talent, they're going to be starting like a freshman at running back. They have good wide receivers. It's not the same. Their quarterback is inexperienced. Whereas you have Georgia, who has some good wide receivers, experienced quarterback who had success last season. You have a defense that is probably even better than Clemson's. And when you're matching up those two teams, if you have two dominant defenses and one offense that's really good and one offense that's maybe okay, you take the team that has the better offense. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And, yeah, I you don't know. disagree. So, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's what I have. Uh, I think as far as the college football playoff with Cincinnati, um, if Cincinnati gets in, I think that's going to be great because you have, you have a, a group of five team that finally gets in. Um, Hold on. Kyle said he no, disagrees. No, I said, I said I don't disagree. Oh, I thought you said and I then, disagree. Yeah, I and, like, and you just looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think it'd be great to finally get a power five team in there or not a power, a non-power five or group of five team in there. Maybe see what they can do. I don't think they'll, they'll make any noise against they the same quarterback they did last year. Yeah. Same oh, quarterback. okay. That's what I was saying. If they finish undefeated, sneaky Heisman candidate. Yeah. He can, he can run, he can throw, he'll dominate against American teams. If he can have a good game against Notre Dame, throw him in the Heisman conversation. He's not going to win. But. Yeah. No, absolutely. No. I mean, I, I like it. I like it. And like you said, you had Ohio state in there. Uh, but if. They don't get it together now, and if they don't start looking I good, I didn't think CJ Stroud would look this bad. He looks terrible. I, I, so yeah. I'm gonna say, like, when I heard those quotes from the wide receivers, they're like, they, he gives me a shot on every play. I'm like, that means he throws jump balls every single yeah. time. He's not accurate. Like, he's, he's throwing it to where I can touch if it. You're talking up your quarterback. You're like, he puts it in the perfect spot every time. Like, I know he's gonna get me the ball, kind of a deal. They're like, hey, he gives me a shot, man. That's not what you want to hear, no. especially when wide, when o- o- or Ohio State has probably the top wide receiver room in the country. You oh have my God! Gary Wilson and Chris Olave, both first round draft picks that returned when they could have gone pro. You have uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was a true freshman last year, who balled the fuck out. He'll be a first round draft pick next year, not this year. And then you have Julian Fleming, who was the number one wide receiver in the class that he just graduated from. That's four wide receivers that are probably all first round draft picks. I know Alabama's Alabama. They don't have the talent Ohio State has right now. And if your quarterback still can't get them the ball, that's a red flag. Yeah, yeah so just to kind of t- touch up on the stats right now, too, with Ohio State. Right now they're 8 and uh, – C.J. Stroud is 8-14 uh, and 14 for 58 yards, one pick. Um, and the Minnesota quarterback is 4 for 10, 49 yards and a touchdown. And that's the thing. And it's really coming down to this rushing game right now. That's the thing. Ohio State ha- – and if we're being completely honest with this game right now, both touchdowns or, or two of the touchdowns came off of – Big run plays. Ohio State had a long 80-yard run for a touchdown, and then um, Minnesota just had or had earlier in the in the game on fourth and one from their own 29-yard line. They had a, a, yard, a run that got them to to Ohio State's 19, and they were able to throw a jump ball for a touchdown in the corner. That's what this game has come down to. There's two huge runs yeah. that, that are dictating this game right yeah, now. Yeah, because right now Mayan Williams is four carries for 86 yards, and, and one, of, one those, of those was like an 80-yard run. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. so, I mean, that's that's their only, like, uh, significant touchdown right now. Yeah, that's my thing is, is Ohio State has a great defense. They got beat on one play, and then C.J. Stroud put them in a shitty situation by throwing that pick that Chris Olave was wide open on, and he threw it behind him. Yeah. That fucking sucks. Yeah, the, their quarterback is not consistent. I, 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 I don't think Quinn Ewers will play very much this season. He's the kid that just, um, that that skipped his senior year to play for Ohio State. Uh, I don't think he'll get in very much this year. But if Ohio State struggles in their first couple of games, don't be surprised if they go to him. He was the number one kid in, or the number one quarterback and number one recruit period in his recruiting class for a reason. He also rocks a fucking bleach blonde mullet. And he's from Texas, so the kid knows how to fucking sling a football. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%.
Oh, yeah, no, correction. That Mayan Williams was 71 yards. Yeah, so he has, like, three carries for 12 yards. <laughs> yeah, so, so my, my bad. Correction on that. Yeah, it should be an interesting season regardless, but uh, I don't think you see the same powerhouses this year. This is the actually finally a year where you get a good mix-up. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm just so excited for football to be back, both college and NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, guys, so great little segments there. Let's go into our actual segments. Let's go into boom and bust. I've got one boom, three bust. What do you guys got? I just realized that I have two and three. Okay, well, uh, I have, so I have I'll, one and three too. I'll I'll trim one if we uh, if we have a double. Okay, well, hit us with your first boom, Kyle. All right, my first boom is going to be Holger Rune, uh, tennis player, eighteen okay. years old. Um, he went up against Joker, um, but he got a set on him. He lost, but booming for going up against the number one. Uh, tennis player, uh, definitely right now in the world, and he's probably going to go down as the goat in tennis for males. Soon enough, yeah. Um, and you got you got a set on him. Yeah, I mean, dude, eighteen. Yeah, that's, that's crazy good, dude. So, yeah. um, and uh, the the crowd was cheering rune, and him and Joker both thought it was booing at first. Yeah. Until they understood that it was it was the crowd was going for rune. So, uh, booming to an eighteen year old kid that beat the number one player. Absolutely. In one set. It's beautiful. Absolutely. In one set. Well, what's your first boom? My first boom is Quinn Ewers. I just talked about him. Uh, so he skipped his senior year of high school to go to Ohio State early. He was the number one player in his class, number one quarterback. Uh, he just signed a uh, $1.4 million deal for autographs for the next three seasons. Oh, my fucking Wow. God. Here yeah. it comes. Which is why he left, because in Texas... They still don't allow high school players to make money off their oh name. Oh my god! Which is exactly why he said, "Okay, then I'll just go to Ohio State early and make a million dollars." That's an easy choice. Oh my god! These college kids are going to start coming out of these big schools just loaded already. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're, they're going to be demanding contracts like, dude, that's too much money for such a young kid, man. He's like seventeen, probably. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's they're gonna. We're gonna see a lot of talent, I think, get blown out. In my in, in my opinion, potentially, yeah. he might even fucking play this year. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, holy he shit. Might. Okay. Uh, my first boom is David Working. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, let's let's hear about it. A Grand Haven couple must pay nearly forty five thousand dollars for destroying their son's pornography collection. What assholes! So. Um, a, he, he was Talking moving out of his parents' house. They destroyed all his all of his porn. So the kids sued him. Boom into that kid. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't destroy my porn. However, <laughs> here's the bust. Um, he's forty three. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like some eighteen year old. No, 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 no. I didn't see when I clicked the link. It's still oh, a boom because you're, you're suing your parents for destroying your porn. But uh, you're forty three and you're just now moving out of your parents. Oh, yikes. And you're suing over porn. Oh no! At forty three. Yeah. Let's not get into the semantics hey, about it. That was my porn. He's <laughs> forty three. Oh shit! God, dude. It's, it's. I still think it's a boom though. Like bust that you're forty three, still living with your parents. But like, dude. Don't destroy my porn, dude. That's all I have left. I'm 43 living with my yeah, parents. Yeah, that's literally all he has in life at yeah. this point is his yeah. porn collection. Yeah. No, but uh, boom to him uh, for suing your parents for destroying your porn collection. Bust you for uh, being 43 and living with your parents. That's not one of my busts, but you know. Uh, okay, so that wasn't one of your official busts. No. No, okay. what is your second boom, though, Kyle? Uh, fucking my boy Otani. 
uh, stole his 22nd base of the year. Jesus. Which what was, can he not do? Which was home plate. Yeah. No. Uh, runners on first and third. He was on third. I forgot who it was, but they stole second. And when the catcher threw it, he darted. And it was a controversial uh, whether he was safe or out. But at the end of the day, he's safe. So yeah. 22nd plate, and he stole home. He's only the third player in history to have like 42 home runs and 22 stolen bases. Um, and I forgot who the other two were. Obviously, big name people, but um, only yeah, only the third of all time. So this dude is having the year of his life. If he doesn't win MVP, I don't understand what's going on. Oh no, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. He he's having probably the best, debatably the best year than any other pitcher in the world at, up to this point. This many stolen bases. How many stolen bases does Babe Ruth and have? wins? Zero. <laughs> that dude drank whiskey and smoked cigars while he was batting. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, so like 42 home runs and 22 stolen bases, that's amazing. Yeah. But I don't think there's been any other pitcher that's done that. Mm. No, and he also has, what, eight well, wins, okay. nine wins? Four runs for a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right off the bat is impressive, but um, I mean, yeah, dude, he's, he, he's, he's having the best season. What's in my, his ERA right now? Three. Jesus. No, three. Jesus. Yeah. And I think he has eight or nine wins, too, pitching. Jesus. So th- this dude is on debatably the greatest season that any player's ever had in the MLB, in my opinion. I, it's going to go With down With home run, soul bases, and pitching wins. Like, this guy's fucking go, nuts. We're witnessing greatness for sure. And then sure. Logan sent me a TikTok <laughs> um, about how they lost to the Baltimore Orioles. I sent this I'm to you. I'm upset that you're sending TikToks No, to I sent this to him. On Thursday, after we recorded the the podcast, I got I, home. I went on TikTok. I just so happened to get a TikTok from the Orioles, like official TikTok, that was like it was like uh, coming into the season with or like coming into this game, and the other team has the MVP and possibly like greatest two way player in the history of baseball, and then it's like team on an eleven game losing streak or whatever it was with a heart to win. <laughs> yeah. So so this 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 was the video. And I, I'd never check my inbox on TikTok, like, ever, right? He responded to me last and it night. Goes, it, yeah, it goes, <laughs> the second coming of Babe Ruth taking the mound. This is the, this is the noise that this video has. And it shows Otani getting up to the plate, and then the Baltimore Orioles with 19 straight losses with a can-do attitude. <laughs> and it was just them beating the Angels. And I was like, it's like 3 in the morning. I was like, this motherfucker... <laughs> I was so tired, dude. I could not stop laughing at that. All right, all right, right on. Second hey, boom. Second boom. That's a big boom. There you go. Hey, what is your first bus, Logan? My first bus is anyone that tries to fuck with Britney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What happened? No, no, no. no. So, so, so nothing, nothing happened yet. Is um, it the chest, dude? No, 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 no. So, oh my god! So I thought it was the chest. Dude. <laughs> I thought it was the chest, dude, for sure. No, he 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 is salty because she hasn't responded to him in a while. But, um, so uh, Brittany, just in general, don't fuck with her. But recently, uh, she she wanted to get like pepper spray. You know, just be safe. She's a girl. PSA to all girls: get pepper spray. Yeah. Um, so she was like, I want to get some pepper spray. She texted me while I was at work. I want to get some pepper spray just for safety. I was like. Cool, I didn't see it. And then she responded like five minutes later. She's like, I got pepper spray. And I was like, cool. Uh, I got a notification from Amazon that was like, hey, your order shipped. The thing she ordered has pepper spray, uh, a uh, like a, a, a an alarm that just makes a loud noise. It has a knife. It has an anti-wolf knife. <laughs> and then it, what? It has a flashlight that she can use to blind her attackers. Uh, then it also has a pom-pom. 
a chapstick holder, and a hand sanitizer holder. If you're a Viking, for sure don't go after Brittany. Because, one, Vikings probably don't like light. Uh, they don't like probably spraying their eyes. And then she has a wolf night, and I'm pretty sure they're one with the wolves. I, I just got the nerves. I was like, yeah, you got pepper spray. Got it. You got pepper spray. And all on one keychain. Hey, what, what hey, is an anti-wolf? Hey, what if she's knife? about to? I don't know. What it's, if she's about to get attacked? Like but she's like, one. she's like, my lips are a little chapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, she doesn't after she pepper sprays them and they're crying. Yeah. She goes, "Ooh, man, moisturize." I was like, "Yeah, I see you got pepper spray, Brittany. If anyone tries to come within five feet of you, they're gonna die." So, oh my lord. Yeah, those people are fucked. Uh, yeah, no, I, I will, uh, you know, stay away from Brittany even in a uh, comfortable environment. <laughs> Uh, my my first boom is the International Paralympics Committee, the IPC. Hell yeah! So shot putter Mohammed Ziad Zolfkefi. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Won gold in the F twenty class, but was later disqualified for arriving three minutes late for the event. Oh fuck! <laughs> so he set world records. And then was disqualified because he showed up three minutes late. Punctuality. Three minutes. I don't care. Uh, IPC, you are uh, an absolute bust. How could you do that? Did you say IPC or ICP? IPC. I was like, damn. Dude, ICP, dude. Insane Clown Posse. What's (laughs) up, dude? Where where, where my juggalos at? Where my juggalos at? Uh, IPC, you are my first bust. Uh, Kyle, what's your first bust, man? Uh, Charles Barkley. Ooh, ooh, uh, did like you guys, did you guys no, see? No, yeah, yeah, you texted us. Oh, did I send it to you guys? <laughs> the top 10 players ever? Yeah. I, I thumbs down. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, for those I'll of you guys, you. <laughs> for those of you guys who didn't see it, uh, Charles Barkley came out with his top 10 NBA players um, in history. He's got Michael Jordan on number one. All right, that's fair, right? That could have a fair case. They went with Oscar Robertson, then Bill Russell, then a Kareem, who Logan had as number one, Wilt Chamberlain at five, Kobe Bryant. Then LeBron James at seven. I thought you had Kareem. I had three. <laughs> oh, I thought you had. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was MJ Jordan, Bron. Jordan, Sorry, Bron, Bron, MJ, Kareem, and Kareem. Now, there we go. And then Kobe Bryant at four. Yeah. So Will Chamberlain at five, Kobe Bryant at six, LeBron James at seven, and then Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and then Magic Johnson at ten. Um, I personally have never heard anybody with those types of. Uh, Accusations no. for who the best in the NBA is. Um, to my outs- knowledge, it's always been one. yeah. To my knowledge, it's always been top three: Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. Um, and any one of those guys in a, a good argument could take number one. Um, but to have LeBron at seven and Kobe at six, wow! Can that, I just, that that blew my mind. Can I just give a quick update? Uh, I just had a fantasy football draft to start. Um, I'm not investing in this league super much because uh, there's no money involved. Yeah. However, uh, I came in. A minute late, that was the number one pick. Yikes. Yeah. So you got McCaffrey. I got McCaffrey. Yeah, nice. yeah. And he wasn't in my top five running backs, so yeah. <laughs> I would not have drafted him. <laughs> I'm not mad about it, but like I'm like, oh. Anyway. Yeah, yeah Charles Barkley, uh, fucking uh, stupid. Yeah, that's my first bust. Yep. Uh my first or my second bust, uh, we didn't talk about this, I thought we would. It's ESPN. Um so I'm sure you guys have heard the story. If not, I don't know how. Uh, they aired a call, a high school football game last Friday. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's IMG Academy versus uh, Sycamore, Bishop Sycamore. Uh, Bishop Sycamore, not a real high school. Uh, how, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? ESPN is blaming the marketing agency that booked the game 
the marketing agency blaming the coaches for lying to them. That's on you. They were obviously going to lie. It's your job to understand that they were lying. Uh, so I, I, I still blame ESPN at the end of the day because it, it aired on their networks. Uh, I just Everything that came out from it, most of the players on the team were junior college dropouts. Um, so there were no high school age players on the team to begin with. Um, then you have the head coach of the team has an active arrest warrant out for him. Uh, if you look up the address for the high school, it's a random duplex in Ohio. <laughs> and then they lost 58 to nothing to IMG. <laughs> Which IMG Division One athletes across the board, so I don't care about the age difference. But they did beat a group of grown men and didn't even let them score and beat them by 58 points. But ESPN... How are you that fucking bad at your job that you couldn't even take a second to look up? They're not even a part of the Ohio State uh, or the the state of Ohio's athletic association. Right. In high school. Not at all. They didn't even look it up. They just took their word for it and booked the game. Also, uh, Bishop Sycamore, that group of players, it's not really a school. I don't want to call them Bishop Sycamore. That group of players had played a game three days before that. A booming to Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> They're getting away with that hey, shit. Hey, but I saw a meme that said uh, Bishop Sycamore signs Cam Newton, fourth youngest player on the team. <laughs> uh, my second boom is, or my second bust, bust is the PGA. Uh, so they are now banning fans who oh. yell Brooksy yeah, at a tournament yeah, at Bryce DeChambeau. I saw that. Uh, so busted them, like, come on, man. Let the, like, seriously, you like, fuck that, dude. Like, I mean, fans are having a good time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if anything, this makes, like, your, your sport more fun. They just spent so much money to say Brooksy, and now they can't? Come on. Right. It's just- and, and it was funny, because the Golf Channel had, like, a clip today of Bryson hitting one of his bomb drives, and if you click on the comments, it's all, good shot, Brooksy. Everyone <laughs> 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 in the comments is, good shot, Brooksy. Like, nice, Brooksy. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Either way, PJ, come on, dude. Come on. To me, as long as it's not in, like, the backswing or it's not, like, during the course of actual play, what harm does it do, man? If it's yeah. getting in his head, that's on him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'll tell you what, my second bust, uh, CM Punk. Um, CM Punk, WWE wrestler, uh, champion in that in that uh, you know that world, um, came and fought in the MMA. Um, well, he just released a couple days ago that he officially retires from the MMA um, with an official record of zero and one and won no contest. He fought in 2016 and 2018. Um, I didn't even know it was still a thing. Um, so, in my opinion, zero and two. And uh, he hasn't fought in three years in MMA. So uh, to just come out and say, you know what, guys? I'm retiring from MMA. Yeah, no, go fuck yourself. You're a bust. Yeah. Uh, My third and final bust is going to be the New York Mets. Uh, So I'm sure you guys have heard that the Mets at their home games, because they were not playing very well, were getting booed by their fans. And they flipped that on their fans immediately. And whenever they did good, they would thumbs down the crowd. (laughs) <laughs> they were just giving they were thumbs down in the crowd from second base on like a nice RBI double just giving shit to the fans they were asked about it after the game and they said hey if the fans aren't going to stick with us we're not going to stick with the fans do you guys want to boo us we'll boo you when we're doing well if that's how it's going to work if you're going to be fair weather fans uh, then you don't get to be a part of the actual success that we have the next day the Mets apologized to the fans that's why they're my bust if you're going to make that stand I respect the fuck out of that yeah. stand the second you apologize, you lose my respect. Yep, I now hope the Mets win zero games. Going <laughs> yeah, 
Fuck the Mets, bro. Absolutely. Fuck the Mets. Uh, my third and final bloom is China. Or bust. Oh, I keep on doing that. My third and final bust is China. China's always bust. Yeah. Always. It's always. Always. It's China. You know America. Yeah. Um, however, they're starting to uh, ban people from television that appear as sissy men, a.k.a. gay people. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, bad look. Yes. I mean, in a communist country, like, you know, obviously the people can't do much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, China, get with the times. <laughs> yeah. Get with the times. Like, super bad look. Super bad look. Um, I don't have the article up because I'm, You're in the drafting, middle, yeah. I'm in the middle of a draft. But, like, that's what it is. Do, do they still pop uh, control... Uh, population control. Yeah, yeah, population control. Like with like amount of kids they can have. Oh yeah, I, I, do they like yeah? Do they kill like little women children? Uh, I, yeah, they, so, okay, yeah. They, they, don't, they, they don't keep do they, they keep males uh, because that way they can reproduce. But no, they used to kill uh, female babies. Yes, because they weren't what they wanted. Yeah, but they haven't done that in a while. Yeah, Doesn't matter. They, they used to do it. But they used to. <laughs> they used to, man. <laughs> Fuck China. Yeah, dude. dude. China, man. We have no viewers from China, so fuck all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't have any any views from China, yeah, so like, fuck them, dude. They've done they probably, nothing for us. They probably can't even access Spotify because of the communism. Oof. Torched. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, oh, it ended in 2015. Oh, wow. Which was the one child policy. Ooh, six not, years not the killing of Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, no. They may hide that, but if you had two kids, they were probably killing one of them. Wives? I, I think they just switched well, to, like, taxing you if you had more than one kid. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right, all right. Just, we won't kill your daughter just anymore. Because, just because <laughs> Chinamen want to fucking stick their two-incher in anything and fucking unload, you know? Yeah, Whatever. Hey, tic-tac and freshen your breath. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So... <clears throat> All right. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 42. That is a wrap. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We will see you guys next week with a very fun-filled episode. Uh, you know, football coming in. Uh, we're doing picks. We're doing college football recap. I mean, it's it's back, guys. It's huge. It's back. Uh, and I am so ready. So see you guys next week. Thank you guys, as always, for the support. Like Tim just said, it's going to be a huge episode next week. we got college football week, week one, really. Uh, that we're going to be recapping, we're going to preview, we're going to go into picks. Uh, we did. We'll mention it next week. We'll, we got. We have a punishment set up for next week, uh, just like we did last year for picks, um, based on every game for the season. Um, it should be a huge week next week. Uh, we'll catch you guys then. Yeah, guys, uh, love you as always. Um, are we going to be recording on like Tuesday or Wednesday next week? Because uh, of, because of the Thursday night game, we I'm still down do for it on Wednesday. Thursday. I'm Wednesday. down for Wednesday if you guys can do Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Yeah, then guys, get ready for an extra episode. Uh, or not an extra episode, but an early episode next week. Um, I think we're going to try and go for Wednesdays every week. Just so that way we can kind of Tuesdays. We predict. go back to Tuesdays, too. Tuesdays or Wednesdays yeah. to preview yeah, slash that we, recap. Exactly. Um, you know, and so that way we're not doing it on a Thursday night, so we can't make our prediction that night. Um, but either way, guys, love you. Um, pass interference for sure on Ohio State. Uh, but, yeah, see you guys next week.